0: Go big go
1: home. What's happening? Welcome back to the Nats Insider Podcast. Another week, Dan Kolko with you. Got a good episode for you today. We got a big leaguer joining us, Lane Thomas, Nationals outfielder who's having quietly a pretty darn good year. We'll talk to Lane about everything going on in his world. And we've got a minor league manager joining us, Jake Lowry, manager of the Low A Fredericksburg Nationals, who are playoff bound. They start their playoff run on Tuesday. We're pulling for them all around the DMV, and they've got some exciting young prospects that have started the year there, that are still there, that have joined the team through the draft or trade or call-up over the course of the season. So a lot of good stuff to talk about with Jake on our podcast this week as well. First, though, let's get to Lane Thomas Nationals outfielder acquired in that trade last year with the Cardinals just coming off a series against his former organization. The Nationals sent John Lester to St. Louis. They got back a guy who has emerged as not just a good fourth outfielder for him, but he's been playing pretty much every day and it doesn't really matter where Davey decides to play him center field, left field, right field does a nice job at all 3 he It's been spending quite a bit of time in the leadoff spot of late. Let's Hear now from the Nationals leadoff hitter, outfielder, Lane Thomas, who in a year plus in the Nationals organization has put up some darn good numbers. Lane, how you doing, man? Yeah, man. How are you? Doing great. Appreciate you doing this. Um, Let's talk, first of all, before we get to you individually, I want to talk about your team. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, the wins have started coming more consistently. uh, But I think beyond the wins, the the way that you guys are playing overall has uh there's been a market improvement in terms of competitiveness in terms of quality ABs uh what has all of that stemmed from do you think is that kind of a fluky thing that it was bound to happen at some point this season or is there something that um you kind of pin that on
2: um, i just think we've improved throughout the year on you know defense and and certain at bats and you know, some young guys improving over the year – or, I mean, sorry, over the season. But, um yeah, I think I think it's just – obviously, I wish we could have done that a little quicker and won some more games early on. But, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. It takes time for a lot of those stuff to – a lot of that stuff to develop. Um, and, you know, like I said, so some of the guys we got in the trade, you know, like I, I think CJ is doing a, a really good job at shortstop. And I think Louie is a lot more comfortable playing second base. And I think it's all kind of coming – uh, full full circle for those guys this year. So hopefully they keep doing a good job and, you know, we keep swinging the bats, you know, good enough to give our pitchers a chance to win us some games. That's something
1: that we have noticed from the outside watching, uh, you know, in the stadium at home. Is that something that's palpable in the clubhouse as well, that you guys feel a shift in the quality of games that are being played?
2: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we beat some pretty good teams like the second half of the season, especially in some some big series against some teams who are going to go on and win their division. So uh, it definitely gives us a confidence boost. We know we can do it. I think it's just getting a little more consistent with everybody else too. You mentioned uh, you know a couple of the young
1: guys, CJ at short, Louis now at second. Um, what can adding youth as athleticism, speed, do to a lineup and a defense that can allow you guys to do some things that maybe
2: you, I don't want to say you couldn't do before, but it just puts you in a better position to do some of that stuff going forward. Yeah, I think it gives the starting pitching and the bullpen guys a chance to, you know, just have confidence in some of their pitches. And, you know, I don't have to be perfect to to go out there and get outs that you trust the guys behind you. Um, and on both sides of the ball, it gives the offense, you know, a little confidence as then we don't have to go out and score six, seven runs to win a game. So I think it's on both sides of the ball. It helps. It helps everybody out. Lane, let's talk
1: about you. Um, You know, you and I have talked about this a little bit over the last few weeks. You've been a member of this organization now for a little over a year. What's your level of comfort now that you you come over in the trade, you finish up strong last year, and now you've had almost a full season this year to really put some roots down uh, in this organization
2: in D.C., and feel like you're going to be here for a little bit. What, what does that felt like for you? Yeah. I mean, it feels great. I, I try, you know, personally not to get comfortable cause I feel like that's a bad place to be in, but you know, just, just trying to get better every day. I know that I can definitely still improve. Um, obviously I've had, you know, an, an okay month and you know, we've won some games and you know, everything's looking positive right now, but I think, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, finishing this month strong and, and, watching these young guys improve and, you know, myself also, and and then going in and having a good off season and coming back and, you know, trying to do it again. So, um, yeah, just just looking forward to what's going on here.
1: What are you most proud of in terms of your development as a ball player since coming over to the nationals organization?
2: Um, Man, I think I, I have struggled in my career in the minor leagues a little bit and, 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 you know, obviously in the role that I have with the Cardinals and, you know, obviously i struggled a little bit the first two months here. And I think it's just, it's important to know how to deal with that stuff going throughout your career. You know, a lot of guys come up and have success right away. And um, that's something I'm proud of is just, just kind of overcoming some of the, some of the stuff that I've been able to get through and and offensively and defensively and just, just, just improve, I think is a big thing. So just dealing with some of that stuff and in in a positive way. How have you been able to do that? Baseball is, can be such a tough sport. There's
1: a lot of failure and it's easy to beat yourself up. And I would imagine that it can be when you're going through one of those struggles, it can be a lonely thing to deal with. How have you been able to, to ride through some of those stretches where you have scuffled a little bit and, and
2: get, you know, come out the other side in a good place? Um, I, you know, I love baseball, you know, it's really important to me, but it's not my life, you know? So I think, you know, you have family that supports you and, um I'm getting married this this off season. Um so my fiance has definitely given me a lot of, you know, advice and just been there for me and my dad and sister and just my whole family in general. So I think that's that's something that, that that always helps and, you know, for everybody. But yeah, I think it's just if if all your eggs are in the baseball basket, I feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, and um so yeah, that's all I got on that. Is that something that you think is is tough for
1: guys to do in this day and age where you're on your phone so much and there's you're you're maybe hearing chirping or you're seeing social media clips and it can be kind of all encompassing where baseball maybe is a little bit easier in the past to become your life that you're surrounded by it constantly. Um, is that a tough thing to do in this day and age, do you
2: think? I feel like a lot of guys have so much, so many expectations for themselves that it's, you know, it's almost like you get let down when you struggle. And I feel like that's a hard thing to do. It's like, you know, you watch, you watch these guys like Judge, and you know they're hitting fifty homers, and it's like, oh, you think like I can do that, you know? But I think it's important to just know who you are as a player and understand what you're good at, and 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 try to try to go out and play like you, and not not someone else, if that makes sense. So that's kind of something that I've tried to do. So what's the player that Lane Thomas
1: tries to play like? Like, what what is this vision that you have for yourself that you try and meet or, or live up to?
2: I, man, I just try to go out and, and be consistent, you know, on both sides of the ball, like play aggressively um, and just square the ball up, whether it's, you know, hitting the ball 300 feet and it becoming, a, you know, it being a home run or a double or whatever, but just just kind of letting, letting it play out. I feel like I try to just be more consistent than, than go out chasing stats or chasing hits, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's probably a a good approach because
1: you are going to go through times where you hit the ball well and you're not getting the result, but if you're not a results based, uh, you know, focus and you're more a matter of approach and consistency, it's probably easier to deal with, with uh, those tough times lane. uh, I know early in the season, defensively, you were working on getting comfortable moving back towards the fence a little bit more. And that seems like it's, it's gone really well for you. What in terms of, added uh progression development are you working on as you try and finish this year strong go through a good off season and come into
2: 2023 um I think something in the last month that I've tried to to work on is, is when I get in those good hitters counts like you know taking an aggressive swing and not like you try to be too perfect and you know it speeds up on you, you know, and you, I think you just have to be the aggressor at the plate. You know, it's you, you get defensive when you try to chase hits and, you know, barrel every pitch up. And it's really, I mean, obviously it's a hard game. So you start, you start giving the pitcher a little extra foot towards the plate and it gets a lot harder. So I think it's just important to, you know, in those plus counts, you know, get your swing off and then you always have a chance to dial it back with two strikes. So that, that, that's kind of something I've tried to do.
1: Lane, I want to talk to you about a couple more of your teammates. Joey Manessis has come up and made such an incredible uh, early impression statistically and just kind of seems like presence too. Like it doesn't seem like anything really phases him too much. What have been your early reads on on him as a ball player, as a guy in that clubhouse?
2: What's it been like getting to know him and see seeing what he's done? Yeah, I mean, he just fit right in. I think he shows the experience he's had, you know, in the minor leagues and I know he's played in Japan and, winter ball and all that stuff so I feel like you know besides a few different cities it feels like you know he probably feels I don't know pretty comfortable up here too and it shows obviously he swings the bat really well
1: what about Ildemar Vargas another guy that's not necessarily a quote-unquote young guy but uh, has a lot of energy uh, can play you know
2: a number of different positions on the infield and his bat has been pretty impressive as well yeah, I think I think he brings a lot of energy on defense, man. I love watching that guy field the ball, and I think that, you know, that rubs off on a, the the other guys out there too. So it's been fun to watch all those guys work together for sure.
1: Lane, I think something that maybe gets overlooked uh when a team has not had the season that they'd like to is the way that certainly the the guys in the clubhouse players-wise are are leading the way, but also the tone that's set by the manager and coaching staff. It it I would imagine can be kind of easy uh, in September when your team hasn't performed the way that you'd like to, to maybe kind of coast a little bit or not not give 100% against some teams that are battling for a playoff spot. You guys obviously haven't done that. Does, does that say something to you about Davey, about the coaching staff, about the way that they are going about things?
2: Yeah, I think I think my mindset on, on the game lately is, has come from Davey and just, you know, talking about playing hard and being aggressive. And, you know, if you make a mistake, you know, you, you went out, I guess, swinging in terms or, you know, you went out giving your effort. So I think that's all they care about, you know, is that we're going out giving effort and trying to win some games in which, you know, you, you obviously in baseball, anybody can beat anybody on a given day. But obviously, us you know, showing that we we've been playing well lately, but. Um, yeah, I think it's just important to just remember that, you know, and it kind of takes the pressure away, on, you know, and not be hesitant and just go out and give, give, give what you have that day.
1: Lane, three weeks left in the season, something like that. Um, what's important to you for yourself, for your team over these final three weeks to hopefully finish strong and put yourself in a good place going into next year?
2: Yeah, I think it's just collectively everything we've talked about today, you know, just just going in and, you know, and I, I keep repeating myself here, but just just going out and being aggressive and playing hard, not being scared of what team we're playing or who's on the mound. And and just remembering that everybody deserves to be here. You know, you're here for a reason. You know, you have an opportunity. So, you know, you can give give whatever, whatever you have that day, you know, and, and hopefully we can maybe ruin some some chances of playoffs here. We'll see.
1: Lane Thomas, Nationals Outfielder, kind enough to take some time with me on Nats Insider. Lane, appreciate it, buddy. Good luck the rest of the way and uh look forward to seeing you back here in DC. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, so we heard from the big league side of things. Let's go down to the minors and hear from Jake Lowry, the manager of the Low A Fredericksburg Nationals. They've had a fantastic year overall. They've been consistent. They had a good first half. They've had a good second half as well. And now with a record that is well above 500, they've locked up a playoff spot. In the Carolina League. It's going to be fun to watch this team play in the postseason. They've got some guys that are talked about as future big leaguers. We've discussed and heard from on this podcast a number of them. James Wood came over in the Juan Soto Josh Bell Deer. So did Harlene Susana. They've got TJ White who's having a monstrous year. They've got a number of guys at Fredericksburg that have big time talent and have big time futures ahead of them. So let's hear now. From Jake Lowry to talk about this playoff run, talk about some of the exciting young talent on his roster. Good conversation with a young up-and-coming manager at the minor league ranks. Jake Lowry,
0: manager of Low A Fredericksburg.
1: Jake, how you doing, man?
0: Good, man. Good to have good to be back on, man. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, excited to have you and congratulations to you and your team. What a what a cool run you guys have been on. Um, I'm just curious, you know, you've got young guys down at, at the single A level. They've maybe won a little bit in high school or in college. What was it like for you guys as a group to to clinch a playoff spot? How did they celebrate, and and what was it like for you to watch them?
0: No, it was good. Like you, like you said, we got some eighteen through twenty four year olds on our team. So uh, you got some younger guys, you got some mid twenties guys. Um, it was really fun. It, you know, they we went out to the mound. wasn't much of a dog pile, just kind of like a celebration, a lot of hugs um did a little speech out there and some bylaws of what we're about to do um so ran back in the clubhouse uh guys got out of their uniforms or stayed in their uniforms not really no one really listened to me on that so uh no big deal (laughs) and then uh we went outside and, and had a good celebration with uh with everyone so it was a good time
1: that's awesome um What's been the biggest factor in your team having the success that it has really all season long and get into a playoff position? You, you've had guys come and go. That's that's the nature of managing a, at the minor league levels. But what as a you know, collective theme has been the difference that has allowed you guys to be in this position?
0: Well, I think as a staff, we, we really try to just talk about winning each series. Um, you know, You play six games, you have an off day on Monday. Um, but as a as a collective staff, we really just try to take it, you know one day at a time. I know that's such a cliche, but like Davey always said, we try to go one and no every day. and that's really what we try to do and, and try to win series and stack wins and, and you know not really worry about the outside uh, you know the outside noise with uh, other teams and just kind of do what we do. And like you said, we had guys come in and out um, up and down um, new organizations. Um, so we all kind of collectively came together. Uh, our our team really gelled really well with with pluses and minuses of guys, but man, it was uh, it, it's been fun, and we're looking forward to the playoffs. Do you
1: sense a collective excitement from your boys as they get ready to start the playoff push? Is that something that that is tangible uh, amongst them?
0: Yeah, it is. You can tell these guys are uh, you know we're we're excited for the week, um, you know, the rest of the week. But man, I, I'll tell you what, we're ready for Tuesday to be at home in front of our whole home crowd. Um, and then an off day Wednesday and then play at Lynchburg. But yeah, you can tell the boys are fired up and we know we're playing for something more than just the rest of this week.
1: Jake, what's your take on the importance of establishing a winning culture at the minor league level so that when these kids advance up through the minor league ranks and hopefully one day are making the major leagues, that this process of grinding through a long season, making it to the postseason, and knowing what pressure games feel like isn't new to them. How, how crucial is that in development of young ballplayers?
0: It's extremely important. You want these guys to, you know, learn how to win, but also develop at the same time. Um, it's part of the process to move guys up and down, um, but the winning culture stays the same. Um, you know, DeJuan Watson talked about that from the get-go, that we want to we want to win championships, but we also want to develop guys and have that winning culture and winning-type players, you know, throughout the organization. So it's extremely important.
1: You've had some guys that have been with you for a good chunk of the season, uh, and I want to give you an opportunity to talk about them, the guys that have, have kind of been the backbone of this team. You've also gotten an infusion of guys over the last handful of weeks, either because of promotions or because of trade deadline acquisitions. Um, talk to us about a couple of the guys that have been the mainstays for you and then a couple of the the newer additions that are some exciting names that fans can look out for in the future.
0: Yeah, so I'll start off with – you know center fielder right fielder Jacob Young um just stole his 50th bag the other day he's got 110 runs scored um kind of been the best leadoff guy that you could possibly ask for um just gets on base makes things happen on the bases um by far our best base runner um i think in the organization but he's a ball player um so he's been a mainstay played 100 plus games he's done a great job for us uh Brandon Bossier, first base um power's coming on late. Uh great eye at the plate. It's been steady for our infielders on the defensive, uh, defensive part of the um, of the ball. Um just a just a cog up and down lineup, whether he's hitting third or eighth. Uh he's been a he's been a great guy to have in the lineup and a, a, a tremendous first baseman for some of our younger infielders. Uh Sammy Infante, 17 homers, uh 50-some RBIs. He's been a great addition for us to move over to second base and play some third. Um, with the addition of Trey Lipscomb from the draft. James Woods, center fielder, from came over in the Juan Soto trade. Um, as advertised, hits the ball over the ballpark, six foot seven, uh, great three hole hitter for me. Uh, Susana, who touches 103 and stays at 98 to 100 for four innings, he's been as advertised as well, part of that Soto trade. Um, Geraldi Diaz behind the plate, done a great job for us um, throughout the season. His power has been coming on late. Um, but he's steady Eddie behind the plate he makes 103 look easy to catch um, done a great job for us especially got repeating this level and uh, JT Aruda, kind of an older guy but he's been a we call him the captain you know he can play second short and third Um, a little bit of an older guy for this league but nonetheless a great job um, holding down the infield two spot three spot doesn't matter just a ball player and uh Will Frizzell came from FCL had an injury in spring training and I think he's played in less than 40 games he's got 11 pumps and Thirty some RBIs, hitting three sixty, and really done a good job for us in the, in the four hole. And Jeremy McKenzie, another guy from Baylor in the draft, did a uh, just you can plug him in anywhere, left, right, center, does a great job, uh, steals bags. Just another guy that's just like a ball player, kind of like a Brett Gardner type, lefty lefty. And man, it's it's been fun to just you know kind of plug and play with some of these guys.
1: Jake, I want to talk about a couple of those uh, guys that you mentioned that the Nets got in the the Juan Soto, Josh Bell deal. James Wood, you mentioned the size, you mentioned the pop that he uses all fields. Susana, we know about the blazing fastball. You've gotten to know these guys a little bit now over the last few weeks as as people. Um, bring us behind mm-hmm. the scenes a little bit into them as not just ball players, but what you've picked up from them as as young men and uh, what the the ceiling is for these guys.
0: Well, I think the ceilings, you know, the major leagues, obviously those guys, you know, they're 18, 19-year-old, you know, studs. Um, I think we got – we did a really good job with getting some talent and and evaluation. Um, But James Wood's super, super neutral, man. He doesn't – never gets too high, never gets too low. He's literally just, like, he's there. He's not going to be the rah-rah guy in the dugout. But, um, you know, he has a really good thought process. Um, He knows what what kind of player he can be. He can hustle, get doubles, um, hits the ball from line to line. Uh, super nice kid, great upbringing, comes from an athletic family, and uh, he's been great for us. Uh, Susanna is an alpha on the mound um, in the clubhouse. He he kind of demands this, it, and it's kind of what you want you know, on the mound, and then in between his, his uh, mound days, you know, he's getting after with his throwing program, his bullpens, trying to harness some of his off-speed, because it's like 94-95. He throws 94-95 hour sliders and changeups. So so um, his velo and stuff is like off the chart. It's ridiculous when you look at the track, man, but um, he's he's another guy that you know it's a potential ace for the Nationals at some point. But um, really good job with that trade with our evaluators. These guys are are uh, you know the bright future for the Nationals.
1: Jake, uh, I wanted to ask you about yourself. I know that as a manager's job, a lot of what you do is talking about you, the the guys on your team. But uh, you know you and I caught up earlier, and I, I got a sense earlier on this season when we did chat about how passionate you are about this this role that you have now. Managing these kids at, at the low A level, what has this year been like for you in total? I know it's not done yet, and you have some things that you want to accomplish in the postseason. What what has this year been like from your perspective?
0: It's been great. Um, you know, it's it's obviously different than Florida. You know, you're you're dealing with more things day to day, and you kind of control the schedule um, and and the volume for guys. But I've had a great time. It's been a great learning experience for me. Um, first full season managing. Um, my staff's been great, great, great guys to bounce ideas off of. Obviously, both of them played in the big leagues. So um, we try to we try to bring that mindset every day. You know, they they never treat me as like if I didn't play in the big leagues and they did that. I'm some lesser person or anything like that. So I think I've earned the respect and um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. But it's been it's been really fun to have be a little bit closer to home. Um, family's been able to come up in the summer and things like that. So schools started back up. So kind of back in that uh aspect of you know when I get home for an off day and taking kids to you know kindergarten and preschool so that part's fun though it's it's nice being home I'm fortunate to be close Uh, um but this season as a whole it goes faster and faster every year I tell guys that all the time like each season just seems to go faster and faster we're already in September um you know looking at instructional league after this and in the off season so you never take this stuff for granted we've had a great year and but we're not done that like you said
1: well, Jake, best of luck in the postseason. We're pulling for you from uh, from here in D.C., uh, hoping to watch you guys do some really special things down the stretch here. And great catching up with you, as always. I look forward to running into you at or sometime soon.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Go Nats. Go Freddies.
1: Go Nats. Go Freddies. See you, buddy. That'll do it for the Nats Insider Podcast this week. My thanks to both of my guests today, Lane Thomas and Jake Lowry. Wish both of them luck down the stretch. Lane on the field, Jake in the dugout managing a playoff-bound team. Excited to watch that team go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you down the road. Just a few more podcast episodes left before the season wraps up. Check in with you sometime soon. Go big or go home.